So today we're going to show how you can become a super host on Airbnb and how a super host sets up their listing to shine in the best light. I'm joined by George here, who's going to be a super host very soon. And we're just going to go item by item pretty quickly to show you the things that you need to do to highlight this. What's up, everyone? This is Niyi Adewale, host of the Akaba Home Financial Freedom Mastermind Group. This group meets virtually every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the members of this group are committed to achieving financial freedom well before the traditional retirement age. So in this podcast, you are going to get VIP access to the conversations we have about different forms of investment and creative ways to get your dollars working harder for you than you originally worked to obtain those dollars. And so when you look at the listing details, and before you get to this, when you're setting up your Airbnb, they make it very simple to set it up. I think there's like four or five steps where they ask you a couple of questions. Hey, upload some photos. What's your title? What's the description? And then you're boom, you're live. But if you really want to become a super host, the key is in the details. You need to go back to the listing after it's listed and update everything. So when you're looking at the photo section under listing details, the key is the first five photos. And really that first photo that you want to make the cover is the super key. And then the other photos, the next four are key as well. Because when you look at a listing, those are the first photos that a guest are going to see. And this photo that you have as your cover photo is going to really be the highlight that will hopefully pull them in. So you want to make sure that you're highlighting the best light for your property when you're doing this. And so this is a luxury art house. And you can see that we highlight the living room where we've got some custom artwork and custom wall paintings. And then we also put a couple of close-ups and some other areas around there as well for that property. Now, when you switch back over, you can see that throughout the rest of it, we kind of show other living spaces and things of that nature. But those first five are what's going to pull people in and kind of tell your story. And so you want to make sure that your cover photo describes the experience and that the other four photos that follow that are congruent with it. So if you have somewhere where it's more secluded and you're doing like a fireside getaway or something like that, you should highlight that in one of those first photos, if not the cover photo. Now, when you move to the next section right here, the listing title is important as well. You can only put up to 50 characters in the listing title. And what you want to do is describe your experience succinctly. And also, if you're located near something, put that there. You can see for this one, we said, hey, this is a luxury sports art gallery. And we're 15 minutes to the ATL battery. The ATL battery is where the Braves play, the Atlanta Braves in Truist Park. It's brand new. There's a lot of shopping. There's a lot of food, restaurants, things of that nature. And so we want to do appeal to that market for people that are looking to go out there and catch a game. Hey, you can also stay in a pretty unique experience that you can talk about as well. From a listing description standpoint, you get up to 500 characters. And I would say, unless you're a copywriter, right, there's software out there that can help you with the description. I personally like to use copy.ai. You can sign up and create a free account. And if you type in just a couple things about your listing, it'll pull together a whole port, a whole paragraph that you can then edit and utilize to describe your space. From a number of guests perspective, this tells the maximum number of guests that you will allow inside your Airbnb. And when, you, uh, when you're setting this, you want to make sure that you're paying attention to anything 
or restrictions that may be in place with your city or county. I can tell you that we have multiple Airbnbs in Metro Atlanta. And one of the restrictions is that you can only have two guests per bedroom. And so because this is a three bedroom, we're going to have a maximum of six guests. If you do have any restrictions like that, make sure that you're factoring that into this piece so you don't get people booking for eight or 10 guests if you're only able to have six. Now, when it comes to the essentials and the amenities, this is one that you really want to spend time with and dig into. You can see that I've missed a couple, so I actually need to fill some of this out. But there's some guests that will search for certain items like, hey, it needs to have a washer and dryer in unit or there needs to be a hair dryer because we're going to be you know, getting ready for a wedding or something like that. And so you want to make sure that as much as you can, you fill in all these items and check marks and it gets updated pretty consistently by Airbnb as they find other things that people are looking for. For example, there's sometimes that people are looking for a place that has like board games. Or do you have, you know, an outdoor shower, some type of experience that's Instagrammable, things of that nature. And so you want to fill this out to the best of your ability so that you can highlight your home. George, any questions on this? No, no, I think you're doing a great job explaining it. I appreciate it. Of course. So I will jump back in and here goes a new section that they added, which has to do with arcade games, reading materials, right? Uh, Ethernet connection. And so I actually need to get back in here and do some work, as you can see, but I want to continue the tutorial to kind of help you guys out. So we're going to scroll back up and go back to editing. Now, when it comes to the rooms and spaces, this is an important piece too. You want to spend some time on this because they actually allow you to put in pictures for each of the rooms and each of the spaces to kind of show the different arrangements. And it's a pretty cool way to highlight your listing even in more detail so people can know exactly how to get around. And then finally, from a guest safety standpoint, I highly recommend that everybody have external cameras, right? And so that's something that you definitely want to call out here. It's, it's part of the requirements for the listing as well. So that's listing details. Now, when it comes to pricing and availability, I recommend that everybody use dynamic pricing you can use the pricing that automates through Airbnb, but they are incentivized to use the least amount of pricing available for you so they can get guests in there, more reviews, more revenue for them and things of that nature, where when you use an external dynamic pricing tool, it actually takes into account all the other B&Bs that are getting booked up, all the other hotels in that market. And if there's a major event coming to town, it will boost your prices so that you can maximize the dollars that you can take in. And then if there's a lack of demand for certain days, maybe it's middle of the week in the winter, people aren't traveling at that time, it'll lower your price accordingly so that you can get maybe a business traveler or something like that to come in for those days. So I have smart pricing off um, because I have dynamic pricing linked in. When it comes to these discounts, I haven't set any discounts for early bird or last minute you know, discounts as of yet. What I do is a weekly discount of roughly 10 to 15% and a monthly discount of 20 to 25% to encourage people to book for longer. And the benefit to you as a host and somebody booking for longer is one, less vacancy and two, less cleaning fees, right? If somebody books for a month, that essentially could eliminate as much as four to seven turns and that's money back in your pocket. Now, I typically will still send a cleaner out, especially if somebody is staying for the first time with us for a month. 
uh, midway through the stay just to one, freshen up, but two, make sure that it's not animal kingdom in there, that everything's okay, and kind of go from there. Now, as far as these pieces, when you talk about a cleaning fee, this, I typically tend to add about 10 to 20% on top of what my actual cleaning fee is to account for some of the supplies that you may be ordering and also to account for maybe there's going to be a harder clean at times where you got to pay your cleaning team a little bit more for it. I would account for that in here. Plus, it's a little extra income in your pocket. It's a one-time fee. And so my cleaning fee on this property is actually $135, but I put it at $150 just to account for some of those other things that were just mentioned. Question, and, question for you. Please. As far as what, what is the average, and you may not know the exact number, but what is the average Airbnb stay? Is it a two-night, three-night, like 2.5? I'm just curious. What's the average person rent it for it truly depends on your location and and kind of how big your house is and things of that nature right typically if you have one bedroom or two bedroom stays it's going to be a little bit less unless you get like one of those midterm nurses or you know somebody who's doing something corporately that needs to stay solo for a long time but it really depends on where you are the spot that you can go to to kind of find all that data is air dna AirDNA is similar to Rentometer, except it is for short-term rentals. And if you create an account on here, they can give you all the insights that you would want to know about exactly where you are and, and kind of the occupancy rates, the prices, things of that nature. They can help you out with that. Okay. And then how often have you been approached on a monthly rental? On- it happens more often than you would think, right? Oh. And it just depends on like how booked up you are. Like for a couple of the houses, I'm so booked up that if you want to do a monthly rental, you'd have to try to hit me up like four months in advance, right? Because it's all, the calendar's blocked and people usually don't have that much foresight when it comes to a fully furnished rental. And there's other properties where we've been fortunate to to work with insurance agencies or to have a couple of nurses stay in there where they just keep renewing or telling their friends. And, and we have a guest at one property actually that just extended their stay. They were supposed to stay for 20 days because insurance was covering their stay because they had a fire in their house. And lo and behold, it took a little bit longer. And so now they just extended. They're supposed to check out on the 26th of October. They're not going to check out till December 30th now. And that was an extra, I want to say like 8K for for that two-month extension, which was significant. And then just one one last question. When you're booking like a month, is there is there any type of like negotiation tool in there where they could say, hey, can I do this for a month, but come at you with a price or something like that? I didn't know. I was just curious. There is. There is. So guests can either book, right? And, and you'll get the booking request come in or some guests that have been on Airbnb a long time and have had like a lot of uh, good reviews, things of that nature, or guests that are new there and just have a budget to stick to may inquire. If they send you an inquiry, they're going to ask you like, hey, you know, is this available? And if so, is there any way that I can get this price? And if you agree to that, you can send them something called a special offer, which will send them the price for that stay. And if they accept it and everything else will work the same and come through to you. But for me, what I've tended to do, unless it's certain situations, but 90% of the time, I will tell the guest that, hey, we utilize dynamic pricing which adjust on a daily rate based on the demand for that day. And we also already have discounts built into longer term stays. And so I tell them that it's already built in, right? I'm not trying to renegotiate and, gotcha. and take off 50%. I'm like, hey, 
you know, we use daily rates. So it's taking it lower during the weekdays. And by the way, we already offer discounts on the longer stays. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So we are good on this piece. Going to shift over to the policies and rules because this is super important as well. When you talk about your cancellation policy, you are welcome to choose any number of these. It used to just be four options. Airbnb has since added a lot more. I tend to stay toward the middle. The flexible for me is a little too flexible. This means somebody could book your whole calendar for like a month, let's say, or book for a week, and then one day before cancel, and now you've got to try to find another booking, which was not, it didn't sit well with me. I was like, ah, that's that's kind of tough. And so I went with Firm, which says that within 48 hours of booking, if somebody has a change of heart, they can cancel, right? And then up to 14 days before they check in, they can get a full refund, and then up to seven days before they can get a 50% refund and so on and so forth. Now, there's certain instances where I will work with a guest on that if there's something you know crazy that happens, but they see this before they actually book and it's pretty clear what the standard and the rules are for that. Another piece is the instant book. So instant book is definitely recommended to be on, right? This allows guests to, without having to send messages to you, go ahead and book your place. Now, there's a couple different categories that you can make a requirement for that. And for me, in my comfort level, based off experience, I would recommend checking all of these right now. If you don't want to have these, you don't have to. But I, I, I ensure that guests are telling us why they're coming, that they have a government ID on file. So we know that it's the right guest and that they've been recommended by a previous host. I've had experiences where guests with no reviews, things of that nature will try to instant book you same day. And you look at it and it's like, hey, they live right down the road. Why are they booking this? It's probably for a party, right? So you want to make sure you have this on because if a guest tries to instant book you and they don't and they don't meet one of these requirements, it will just come to your inbox as an inquiry. You'll be able to look at the guest profile, look at their past reviews, look at all of that and decide if you want to take them or not. And then from a check-in, check-out window, you just want to make sure that you can coordinate with your cleaners and that you're good on this piece. When I started out, I was doing 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Once we expanded to you know double-digit units under management slash owned, had to make it a little bigger, a bigger window. So I give my cleaners a five-hour window, and we tell them if anybody else, if anybody checks out early, so they can go to those units ahead of time. But I, I recommend giving at least a, a solid window for them. And then this piece is pretty self-explanatory. If you allow pets, you can actually get significantly more money. If you don't allow pets, which we don't allow pets in most of ours, you want to put that there. But the piece that I really wanted to get to, right? And this is going to protect you and save you a lot of money when you get that 1% of guests that want to throw a banger at your house and, and kind of destroy some things, right? It's going to happen if you're in this game long enough. It happens at hotels, right? It's going to happen at the house. But if you have something in your additional rules that specifically calls out not doing certain items, or there will be a charge, you're going to be protected. And Airbnb will take your back because the guests had to read this in order to book your Airbnb. And so some of the specific things I've called out here is, hey, there's no parties whatsoever and no smoking inside the house. If any evidence of party or smoking, there's going to be an automatic charge issued to you. We've had to use this a couple of times, not this house, but at other houses when, when people would do that. And Airbnb stood behind us and we did get that payment. It took a little long, maybe like two weeks, but we got that payment and it helped make up for things, 
right? No pets, right? There's been times where people try to sneak a pet in when we have no pet policy. And because we have the external cameras, we're able to see, hey, a pet going inside. And then our cleaners are attuned to taking pictures of anything they see that's out of place and sending it our way so we can use it as evidence. And then the last piece I have on here is the additional guest piece. And this is huge, right? We allow up to six guests overnight. If you have any guests over six that you have not fully communicated with us that, hey, they're going to be coming for dinner or, hey, they're going to be coming for this and then leaving, we can charge you an extra $100 per guest per night. And so this is one that if somebody really came in and did some damage to your property or something like that, we would come in and we would actually enforce this and Airbnb would stand behind us because we do have it written in our additional rules. So you want to make sure you craft some additional rules that work for where you're staying. And you can see that we've also put in some of the Atlanta law rules as well. Are you having to like just on the additional people, are you having to show the video evidence or like just kind of jump going by what you say? Correct. Anytime you want to submit a request for anything that may have happened, you do have to show evidence. They don't take videos. They take just pictures. And so I record the video or take screenshots from the ring cameras to show, hey, this is 15 people coming into the house, right? This is all unique people. And here goes the timestamp. And then they will stick behind you and say, okay. And they use that as evidence to to build a guest. The last piece is putting in the Wi-Fi details, check-in instructions, I usually do my house manuals on site, but you can put that in here as well if you have like a PDF version. And then co-hosts. If you have a co-host, go ahead and add your co-host in here so they can help you out. And that is how you optimize your listing. Make sure to subscribe for more financial freedom content.